This is Bobby Guy with the 10-Minute Health BizCast. This is album two, track three. This track was recorded live as part of the Healthcare Dealmakers Conference, which is continuing through the year as a digital experience. Now let's talk to Dr. Lindsay Harper, who is a board-certified obstetrician-gynecologist and the founder and CEO of Rosie. She has numerous honors, including being named one of Forbes' top 53 women disrupting healthcare and People Newspaper's 20 Under 40. Lindsay, your company, Rosie, was the winner of the 2019 Healthcare Dealmakers Pitch Competition. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Bobby. I appreciate it. So, Lindsay, tell us a little bit about Rosie and about the, the what the company does. Absolutely. So, um, in my role as an OBGYN, in residency, OBGYNs are taught to handle pregnancy, menopause, contraception, STIs. But one thing that we are not taught, which is shocking, is how to handle women's sexual dysfunction. And so, mm-hmm. I would have women in front of me having problems with Um, sexual desire, um, pain with sex, all kinds of um, arrays of problems. But I unfortunately was just not equipped to help them with these issues. And I realized, you know, that's not just a Lindsay problem. That was, that's an across the board problem for OBGYN training. And so I went and sought more training um, through a um, medical um, society that that's all they do is study women's sexual health and realized that 43% of women have a sexual problem and there are evidence-based interventions for help. The gap is that because as physicians, we aren't trained to to treat these problems, then this information never gets to patients. And so I became very motivated and passionate about leveling the playing field, right? When you think of a man who has a sexual dysfunction, we all know that they go to see a urologist. We all know that there are more than 20 FDA-approved medications for men's sexual dysfunction. They're counseled about sexual side effects when they start a new medication. And I just really feel very strongly that the same um, attention should be given to women's sexual health. And that's what Rosie's all about. So Rosie connects women to evidence-based resources to help with sexual problems. So I'm, I'm amazed that if we have an issue where 43% of women are suffering from it, that it's not really addressed in med school. And, and this isn't something we typically teach to our OB-GYNs. How do we change that? And, and where do we go yeah. from here? You know, that's a big part of my work and my passion is um, educating healthcare provider teams. I really feel that there's two steps in that. I mean, through my work, I give green rounds across the country, of trying to give physicians the words that they need, the permission to talk to their patients about these things and emphasize the importance of helping women in this way. Um, but I really think that the, the longer term answer lies in residency education You know, when I Mm -hmm. talk to urologists, they spend 50% of their time, right, treating men's sexual dysfunction in addition to, you know, other things in the, in the urological tract for men. And I think that most people expect um, as an OBGYN that we're the corollary to that, but we're just, we're not, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there needs to be a major shift in training to incorporate this into all residency education programs. I think it's interesting how Rosie helps integrate across several healthcare specialties. This isn't just sexual health. It's, it's also relational health, and it's probably dealing with the follow-on issues of depression and anxiety that come out of this, like behavioral disorders. Is that fair? Absolutely. Yeah, we, 
view um, women's sexual dysfunction and probably all sexual dysfunction. We all are whole people. Mm -hmm. And if we have a physical problem, it affects our mental health. If we have a mental health issue, it affects our physical health. When it comes to education, self-help, um, what we in medicine call lifestyle modification, if it's a medication that's needed, or maybe some counseling or therapy. We know that all women are very busy and overextended and committed, maybe just minutes where you learn something new um, on the Rosie platform, where maybe you interact with another woman who has the same issue that you do for the very first time and, and realize that you're not alone and there's no reason to feel embarrassed or ashamed. So we really are trying to approach it from all um all angles, just like you described, for sure. That's great. What's the platform that Rosie's using to do it, sort of advancing this? Is it educational tools for doctors or for women, or what's it look like? Yeah, so basically Rosie is an app that you can download for free on your phone. And so whenever you have a few minutes, if you're in the carpool line or if you're in the bath at night or maybe you've got a break between meetings, you can log on to Rosie and the content is curated for whatever's going on with, with your particular situation. So when women first log into the app, they take a sexual wellness score. And this is based on standardized questionnaires that we use in medical offices for sexual dysfunction. And from that output, um, we curate their content. So then they're able to watch videos that pertain to their situation. So for example, postpartum um, women would watch different content than menopausal women would. Um, And so that's all very easy to interact with, low touch, low commitment. Um, And then if users are finding value and they want to upgrade to premium content, they can do so for $10 a month. And that includes more in-depth self-help classes. Our most recent class that we launched is for cancer patients and sexuality, you know, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, cervical cancer, um, types of cancer that women face. Their oncologists, just like us OBGYNs, are not trained to talk to them about these issues. And you can Mm. imagine the stress that these women and their partnerships go through, through these ordeals. And so we heard from our users, you know, the first year after launch, hey, breast cancer survivors and, and survivors of other gynecologic and colon cancers need these resources. And so um, we partnered with an oncologist and a psychologist and made a self-help class. And then we also have another evidence-based intervention for sexual dysfunction, particularly low desire, is actually reading erotica. So this is a fun, um, lighthearted way that users can explore that um, option in Rosie. And they're all short stories. There's no transactional history. So um, if if a woman might be embarrassed or concerned, you know, about judgment on that, we we keep that all safe and protected for her. So there's lots of different ways to use Rosie um, to understand yourself and your um, challenges that you're facing better. And physicians and other healthcare providers recognize that, you know, the, the interventions that we've chosen are based in data and our current um, healthcare provider network is at 2,700. So that's how many wow. sort of um, healthcare partners that we have that are recommending Rosie to their patients and also now creating content for us. Um, as our as our net gets wider, then, you know, we have much more provider-generated content that we're able to then pass back along to our users. That's great. And how long has the app been available? So we launched on Valentine's Day of 2019. Oh, that's um, great. So, yeah, thanks. So tell me about what the future plans are for Rosie. Where do you see the, the company going from a growth perspective over the next few years? 
So we have um, users in all 50 states. We have requests internationally all the time. The, the biggest thing that, that has happened in the past month for us is we launched telehealth um, just recently for Texas specifically. So now our users who have you know learned about what's going on through the educational and self-help content can also connect with sex therapists and also sex medicine doctors like myself. Um, and actually continue to extend their care and that visit virtually. So we're super excited about rolling that out across the country um, and just really, you know, putting our putting our stamp on women's sexual health, being becoming recognized as the evidence-based sort of provider um, created resource for all things women's sexual health, because we know how many women need these resources. And we're just excited um, that they don't have to feel isolated or ashamed anymore. I, I think it's, Excellent that you're taking on a taboo issue like this or, or one that's sort of been pushed aside, and that's what you're changing about this to, to make healthcare better for women on multiple levels. Well, thank so. you. I feel super passionately about it, and I'm thrilled that you know, we're able to use Rosie as a case study where there are these huge gaps. So I think it's such mm-hmm. an interesting, you know, example and opportunity for other areas, not only in women's health, but a- across health, uh, across healthcare in general, where we can solve to a, a double sided problem, really, and, and try to connect the gaps between patients and their healthcare team. And you're probably improving marriages at the same time. Right, marriages and well, relationships. Well, I certainly hope so. That's yeah. yeah. That's what our users tell us. So I'm I'm happy I'm happy about that for sure. Because really, long term relationships are a family issue, right? So it's not just about the woman right. herself or the partnership. It's about the family. It's about if these resources are available, women deserve to know about them, and and they can decide what to do about them or not. But that's awesome. So let me close with the final question and just ask if you could change one thing about how we do healthcare in the U.S., um, Dr. Harper, what would it be? My perspective uh, through being a practicing physician and, and um, starting Rosie really lies in, you know, I, patients have so many opportunities to gather information, and they do so from sources that aren't necessarily reliable. And I really feel like it's the healthcare system's obligation to understand how how you know healthcare consumers want to want to learn things, want to interact with things, and to make products that then in fact do that, right? And I think that we sometimes stand in medicine very staunch in our traditions and in the way we've always done things. And I think it's really important to continue to reimagine if I'm a healthcare consumer, which we all are, whether we like it or not, like how do I want mm-hmm. to approach this healthcare system? There's some, it's some growing pains getting there, but I do think that um, it's possible and it's something that we should all be working towards for sure. That is great. Lindsay, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you, Bobby. I appreciate it. This has been a live session of the 10-Minute Health BizCast, broadcasting from Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks very much for joining us.